Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Hi there. I am so glad that you're here. Okay, so the purpose of YourLifeRocks.com is to provide tools and resources to working Christian moms to find more balance and to grow in all areas of life. On this episode, I want to talk to you about growing in your career. Here's a fact about me that you might not know. I actually have a full-time job outside of Your Life Rocks. Doing these podcasts, writing blogs, developing tools for you, I do it all because I see a need for it. And God knows I need these in my life as well. And I invite you to go back and listen to the very first podcast episode so you can learn a little bit more about that and my history around it. Anyways, one thing that I know for sure is building a career while managing the rest of your life can be a challenge, especially if you still want to be an incredible mom and a wife and everything else that God called us to be in this world. For some women, it's just not a priority. For other women, like myself, it's kind of a calling. We're able to make a difference in this world through our profession, what we get paid to do, our careers, and that is where we tend to spend a lot of time and pour a lot of energy. And if you're like me, you always want to be reaching for that next bar on the ladder of success. This can be hard for women with priorities at home and strong moral values. Now, I know that not every single workplace is the same, but sometimes even the best ones, we still run into some obstacles. Let me give you an example of this. At my workplace, I am the only female at my level and higher within my department. The only exception to that is the owner of the company. Now, it's common for my peers, which are executives, and my boss, who's a VP, all of whom are men, to make comments like, I don't even remember my kids' names anymore. I travel so much. And you know what? They also say things like it's part of the job and that's what you have to do to make it. And I know that they're kind of joking around a little bit, but every joke has a sliver of truth. Just last week, I was preparing for vacation. They were all joking around about how much they work on vacation and how mad it makes their wives. Now, that sets an example for other people to follow. And it can make it hard when you don't share those same values. Now, let me just pause here. If you're a leader, a supervisor, a boss, or even just have a position of influence, please listen to this. You have to be really careful about comments like like that. When you make jokes or um, talk about things that you do that are a weird standard, even if you say, this is what I do, but I don't expect anyone else to do it, it still sets a standard of what others have to do. Even if you're not intending it to be that way, it does. So you have to be very careful about what you're saying to your people. Now, as a mom, when I'm on vacation, I want to be fully present with my kids. And you know what? It's not just on vacation. It's everyday life that I really want to make sure I am there 100% for my kids as much as I can while I'm balancing my career. Now, that might mean that I have less hours than my peers have to dedicate to their career, but less hours does not mean less desire to do better 
or to have more in my career. Over the years, I've had to learn to get the most out of my time that I do have and to keep an edge in what is happening in the workplace. Okay, so I've put together 10 tips and I'm going to share them with you that I've put together from advice that I've received from mentors and things that I've experimented with in my career that have helped me move forward, secure promotions, and find success. Now, you can find all 10 of these steps and a lot more information in our show notes at yourliferocks.com. All right, number one, preparation is key. If you are prepared for anything, there is nothing that can slow you down. So what does preparation mean? Now, I have a lot of other tools and resources on having preparation in your life, and so I invite you to go and search around for those on yourliferocks.com or listen to some other podcasts where we talk in more depth about preparation. But when it comes to your career, what are you measured on? Make sure that you are always knowing where you are with what you get measured on. For me, I'm a director of sales, so I get measured on numbers. And so it's key for me every single morning when I very first go into work that I review where I am on my key projects, that I review where I am with my numbers. Because if I'm in a meeting and someone asks me a question, I want to make sure that I'm always prepared with the answer. I always want to look ahead at the week, at the month, at the quarter. What other things might be coming my way that I want to be prepared for? And I make sure that I spend some time, it's blocked in my calendar, that I can prepare. Even just that first 30 minutes of the day is always blocked out on my calendar to prep for the day. So I know what's coming. If there's meetings, what things do I need to prepare ahead of time so that I can never be caught off guard? Number two, be clear on how you want to be perceived. Think about it this way. If someone is describing you to someone else, what do you want them to say? So here are three questions to be thinking about as you're looking at your personal professional brand. How do you want others to interact with you? How do you want others to feel after working with you? What do you want to be known for? Now, your answers to those three questions, I want you to start listing out how does that affect the way you dress? How does that affect the way you communicate? How that does that affect the way that you walk, the way that you come into a meeting, the way that you interact with people, the way that you're leading those relationships? Now, you want to be genuine and you want to be who you naturally are, of course, but Always working on the way that you want to be perceived by others, certainly that self-awareness will help take you to a lot of places. Number three, relationships are everything. You've heard it said before, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And this is so very true and I have always hated this part of career building. Because I think that, you know, your skills, your talents, your knowledge, that should really get you to places. But... That's just not the case sometimes. Relationships give you people that can be your mentors, people that will stand up for you, that will fight for you, people to expand ideas with. All right, so I said I'd be sharing advice that I received from mentors over the course of my career. And this is one of those things that when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that just does not sit well with me. But I have found ways of using this phrase to my advantage and ways that really fit in with my morals. And here it is. 
Promotions are made in the bar. I know that sounds so bad, but it's true. And the only reason why that's true is because when people after a long meeting or a conference and they're in the bar or the lounge in the hotel or wherever it is that you are, they let down their guard. That's where you get to know people. And typically when people are looking to promote someone, yeah, they want someone who's competent in their skills and have talents that line with what they're looking for, but it really is the person. Is this someone that we like? Is it someone that we can see playing as a team? Someone that fits in with that next level up? Now, I'm not saying that you need to be drinking while you're in the bar, but that's where people go to socialize. And socialization, those relationships are everything. So one other key on building relationships. While you're there, asking questions about people. Get to know them and allow them to get to know you. But the best way to build a relationship with someone is to let them talk a lot about themselves. They are going to walk away from that conversation thinking that you are the best person in the world, even if they know nothing about you because they were able to talk about themselves. So that's key. Relationships, asking questions, put yourself in the positions where you can build relationships with people. Now, when you go into those situations, I always pray. I always pray that God would just put grace on me, that he'd put me in the right situations, that he would give me the right words to say. We can't do anything without his grace and without his guidance. So pray over it, build those relationships. Okay, everything I just said sounds very self-serving. But let me tell you this. By taking the time and building relationships over the course of my career, as I've changed positions, changed companies, I've met the most amazing people who've become my friends and people who I can count on, and they can count on me. Because relationships, yeah, we build them in the workplace for work purposes, but sometimes that's where we find our soul sisters and our soul brothers that lift us up in life. Relationships truly are the key to everything. All right, moving on to number four. Understand what is expected and raise the bar. Over-delivering on what is expected of you is a surefire way to build your reputation and get noticed. It is impossible to over-deliver on everything, but if you understand the key areas that make the biggest difference to your boss, to your boss's boss, focus in on those particular things and you will be set up for success. All right, number five, always look for opportunities to wow. Now, it might sound a lot like number four, but it's a little different. It might be something small, like a well-designed report or remembering the names of your client's kids or your boss's kids or any little detail like that can make all of the difference. So finding those little ways to wow. Number six, be creative. Don't be afraid to think outside the box and come up with original ideas. Now, I will say from personal experience, it's easy to think outside the box, but it can be hard to share those ideas with others because sometimes if they're outside of the box, they can be easily shot down. And no one wants their ideas shot down, right? So here's my biggest tip and what I do when I need to want to be creative and think outside the box is I will come up with two to three creative ideas to present and I won't be attached to any one of them. But typically, my boss is going to pick one of the three ideas, but then I can just let the other ones go, and I don't have to be attached to it. Whereas if it's just one idea, then it's fearful of might being judged. 
And you know what? I was a little bit of a crutch, if I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when I present those three different ideas, one of them is a safe bet. The other two might be outside the box, but one of them is going to be a safe bet. But here's the real key on why thinking outside the box is so critical. Is when you share those ideas, you're basically telling everyone else that you're flexible, that you can be creative, and that you're not just tied to how everything always is. Because if you're coming up with ideas that are creative and outside of the box, then your boss knows that you're probably a little bit more likely to be open to other changes that might be coming your way. All right, number seven, build a following. Now, this kind of flows back to number two when we were talking about being clear on how you want to be perceived. But this one, building a following, it's not just building fans for the company, but for you as a professional, for you for who you are. This should be both internal and external. All right, so I've put together three practical things that you can do to help you build a following. Number one is do special things for people in other departments. Now, this goes back a little bit to relationship building, and honestly, this is the one big key thing that I teach to every new person who joins my team, to build relationships with people in other departments, to to do special things for them. Maybe it's bringing them in treats or inviting them out to lunch, but building those relationships with other people makes such a big difference. Number two, be genuine. Now, let me share a story with you. I travel to speak and train at events a lot as part of my job. Now, one particular time, I was traveling from the U.S. to Canada, and my luggage was lost. Now, I'd flown in late at night, and I had to be on stage early the very next morning. So there was really no time to go shopping or anything. So although, yeah, it was pretty late at night, I got a phone call from one of my clients. She wanted to check in on some of the last-minute details for the event for the next day, and I explained to her what had happened and asked if I could borrow something. Now, not only because I had built a great relationship with her did I feel comfortable even asking, but the next day she showed up with all kinds of different outfits and shoes and jewelry and everything else that I needed, which was amazing. Now, I didn't intend on telling anybody else that I had lost my luggage, but she felt the need to share with people what had happened Um, Which was fine because, again, being genuine, it is what it is. But the thing is, is that the shoes on my feet were way too small. And I was on stage and I was training and I had flats from when I had flown in. And so I had changed during one of the breaks into my flats and I said something about it from stage. Now, I said it in kind of a joking way. And she had announced earlier on microphone, on stage, what had happened with me losing my luggage. So everyone already knew. There was no secrets in the room, right? Well, in this crowd of about 250 people, I still, to this day, get messages and emails, notifications on Facebook where they bring that up and they thank me for being genuine with who I really am and not pretending to be perfect when Quite frankly, life is not perfect. No one is perfect. But being genuine in that moment and sharing that I had to switch my shoes because my feet hurt, (laughs) that I lost my luggage. But it wasn't a negative thing. It was an obstacle. I'm going to get over it. And I shared it openly with everyone. And I was able to create a following by being genuine through that experience. 
Now, number three, and this is the most important of all three of these, probably most important of all 10 of the steps that we're going through today, but it's be a great leader who loves your people. Love them openly. Share the great things that they're doing very specifically, both to them and to other people. When you show up as a great leader, other people are going to want to be on your team. Other leaders are going to look to aspire to be like you. It really does build a following when you are being very clear about being a strong leader and you are perceived that way. All right, so to review those three things, do special things for people in other departments. Be genuine and be a great leader that people want to follow. All right, so all three of those steps were around building a following. Now let's move on to number eight. Communication is your secret weapon. It sounds so simple, but this is the most underestimated skill on earth. I truly believe that if more focus was put on communication, our world would be such a better place. Now, communication is just as much about listening as it is about talking. So make sure that you are always paying attention and that you practice some of those self-awareness skills to be listening to what other people are saying. For me, listening and picking up on things is what has helped me in being prepared. It's what's helped me find ways to wow. It's helped me to raise the bar and build relationships with people. So sometimes we think about communication just as talking, but like they say, we were given two ears and one mouth. So make sure that you balance accordingly. Number nine, know when to stand firm and when to let go. This is the best advice I got when I became a parent as well. Know your battles. And the best way to know your battles, first, know your values. Be clear on what matters most to you and stand up when they are threatened. You don't need to go to battle just because you disagree with something. This is where emotional intelligence really comes into play. If this is an area that you feel you really need to grow in, I highly recommend that you read the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves. Phew! We have gone through nine of the ten steps. Now this is the last one. I saved the very best one for last. Now the workplace can be full of temptation for sin. From coveting to what others have, whether it be their clothes, their office, the opportunities that they have, to participating in office gossip. It is key that you pray for protection and be mindful of pitfalls that you might fall into. Number 10 is simply to pray. You have to pray for God's protection in the workplace, for all those things I just mentioned. But you also have to pray for God's guidance. God wants so much for us. Now, but you have to be praying for God in the different situations because not every single opportunity that comes our way is something that God put there for us. It might not be what he intended for us. So taking that time to pause and to pray. Now, I've learned this lesson the hard way. There's been times I've just charged forward. Sometimes I need to work on my patience. I just charge forward with things and not take time to consider, is this really where God's calling me to be? Is this really what God is calling me to do? And you know what? Every single time it's blown up at my face. 
But every time that I've taken the time to really find quiet, to find silence for myself and to ask God what he has for me, and he's shown me the different things. Doors have opened up. And you know what? That's where I found the most success. It feels so good when you get there and when you find the success that God has for you. Now, I could preach about that for a very, very long time, but I'm just going to say pray for God's protection as you are moving up the ladder and pray for his guidance, for his will and the situation, and you will find success. So there you have it. Those are my 10 steps to get ahead on the ladder of success. Let's review them one more time. Number one, preparation is key. You got to be prepared for anything that comes your way. Number two, be clear on how you want to be perceived. Number three, relationships truly are everything. Number four, understand what is expected and raise the bar. Number five, look for opportunities to wow. Number six, be creative. Number seven, build a following. Number eight, communication is your secret weapon. Number nine, know when to stand firm and when to let go. And lastly, number 10, pray for God's protection and guidance over your career. You know what? Learning new things only has an impact when you put it into action. So here's what I would love you to do. Pick one thing from this list of 10 and implement it today. Make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any of these other episodes. But in the review section, I want you to write what happened when you put it into play. What things did you find that were successful for you? Again, what you focus on grows. So focus on those positive things and ways that you're growing in your career. Now, did you know that once a month from everyone who leaves reviews for us on iTunes, they go into a drawing where we give away one of our courses for six weeks to build a life that rocks. Someone's going to win, so it might as well be you. So make sure you go on there, subscribe, and leave a review so you can be entered in for that drawing. And now it's my favorite part of the podcast where we have our verse of the episode. Now this isn't just about knowing the verse, but how to apply it to your life. All right, our verse this episode is Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does He prospers. All right, so let's break this down and how we can apply this verse to our life. So if you're not walking with the counselor advice of the wicked, meaning don't follow mentors, don't try to be like people that are not of the Lord, right? Do not sit at the seat of scoffers, which means they scoff at God and God will bless you. To be blessed to means literally to make happy. Your delight will naturally be in God's law and you will meditate day and night, which means all of the time, if God's always your focus. And that means that like a tree planted by a stream of water, you will never wither or die, but will always produce godly fruit and everything you do will prosper. Focus on God, follow God's word, and you will find success. 
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of YourLifeRocks.com podcast. Until next time, build a life that rocks. Hey, it's the holiday season. Well, it is if you're listening to this podcast near its published date, November, December 2015. If you're like me, you love this time of year and everything that comes with it. Except the stress, the overwhelm, and the guilt of not getting everything done that you intended to do. Not to worry, I've got your back. I've put together a free course just for you so that you can have peace and joy this year. Just go to yourliferocks.com to sign up for your free course. That's yourliferocks.com. Merry Christmas!